Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the PATH Podcast. This is episode 15 of the PATH Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today. I am Jason. Hey, I'm Derek. And uh, we're excited to make a turn this week. Uh, We started making this turn last week, but uh, today we're really going to uh, see um, a new example of obedience and how uh, we we can learn a lot over the next few weeks. Um, But we're going to be moving out of the book of John and into the book of Jonah this week. Uh, And so, uh, Derek, if you wouldn't mind, we we sort of began this conversation last week, but um, help us make the transition from John to Jonah um, and and what what we're looking at here. Well, they both start with J, so that's one thing that we got going. (laughs) Point one, point one. Uh, No, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's really not, has nothing to do with it. Um, it really has to do with obedience. We see this uh, really dynamic situation with Jesus and Peter in the end of John. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, to me, uh, John kind of, you know, well, really, the resurrection is the, the climactic ending, if you will. Yeah. Well, John 21 is really kind of an epilogue. It's kind Mm -hmm. of like, um, you know, I think of it (laughs) like the, uh, after the credits scene almost in the movie, you know, right. So it's kind of like, you know, the resurrection happens. Jesus uh, shows himself to all these, all these uh, people and then the credits start rolling, right? And then you got to wait to the end because here this situation happens where Peter is restored. Peter is commissioned uh, to, to be a leader, to go and be used by God uh, despite his, uh, his difficulties. Yeah. Uh, Jesus really shows his mercy and uh, compels uh, Peter to walk in obedience. So we see this really... Um, dynamic picture of obedience there um restoration uh and all that um well we see even more dynamic um examples of obedience in the book of of jonah um really what you would not expect really yeah in fact um it's very comical if you will um what happens with Jonah and um, uh, in Jonah, you have a prophet who rebels, right? So he, he's, he flees the scene. So, you know, the prophets are supposed to be these really godly people, right? They hear the voice of God. Well, he heard the voice of God, but he ran, (laughs) you know, you've got sailors like pagan sailors who uh, worship God and repent, right? Of their sin. You've got a king, a powerful king who humbles himself, and even the cows repent uh, from Nineveh. So it's very comical. Um, Some people would even say satire, you know, satirical in writing. I think it really happened, but I think God is using this dynamic example to help us to see. You know, sometimes comedy uh, helps teach some of the best lessons. Yeah. uh, by kind of drawing out the inconsistencies and the like just craziness of the situation. 
you know, and, and to help us learn something. And so I think that's what we're going to see in Jonah uh, in the weeks ahead is this comical uh, situation that teaches a real great lesson, uh, again, about the mercy of God, about the compassion of God, about the call for you and me to obey him um, yeah. and to live our lives in a way that would honor him and, and, and be about his purposes and be about his, um, um, about his works here on this earth, you know? So yeah, that's what we have to look forward to. That's how they, how those two books connect. Yeah, I, I think that's great. Um, I think that, I think that so often for us, uh, I'm, well, let me speak for myself, but I don't think I'm unique in this. Um, but we, we need object lessons. <laughs> to help us understand things. And I think that Jonah for us is going to be a fantastic object lesson in obedience. Um, yes. and, and so I, um, I think that that's going to be really important in the weeks ahead. So um, a, another sort of change that we'll have in the next few weeks is that we're taking much smaller chunks of scripture to dig into. <laughs> um, like today, we're only going to look at six verses. And so yeah. I'm going to read that. I'm going to start uh, in... Jonah chapter one and read verses one through six. And so I encourage you to follow along. Uh, but let's listen to what uh, Jonah has to say to us here. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city and call out against it for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship threatened to break apart. Then the mariners were afraid, and each cried out to his God. And they hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone down into the inner part of the ship, and had laid down and was fast asleep. So the captain came and said to him, what do you mean, you sleeper? Arise and call out to your God. Perhaps the God will give a thought to us that we may not perish. Um, so one of the things that, um, that I think we should talk about right here at the beginning of this look at Jonah is that um, sometimes being obedient to God means doing things that we might not necessarily want to do. Um, and so if you could, for just a couple of minutes, talk about, n number one, why, why would Jonah not want to do what God called him to do? Uh, and number two, how, how do we see that sort of play out in our lives sometimes? Yeah, and let me, let me make this connection back to John, because we see that at, at the end of John 2, uh, uh, John 21, where Jesus tells Peter, you know, hey, you used to get up, you know, tie, tie your... Uh, clothes tight and go wherever you wanted to, right? He yeah. says, one of these days, somebody's going to tie you up and mm. stretch out your arms to take you where you don't want to go. Uh, and that and that was really a way of saying, that, you know, Peter was going to be um, bound to being obedient to the Lord. It was going to lead down a road that he wouldn't want to go. That was his death, yeah. you know, in, uh, death on a cross. And we talked about it this this past Sunday. You know, that's not, you know, you know, it's not prescriptive. It doesn't mean each and every one of us has to uh, bear a, you know, crucifix, you know, as, as our death, you know, mart you know, we're not all going to get martyred yeah. for, for right. our faith. But I think the idea is that we have, 
we have to be willing, you know, if Jesus is that means that much to us, if God's uh, wills and, and his way uh, are really that important to us, then it needs to change uh, the trajectory of our life. Do we want to follow uh, our own ideas and thoughts and just hope in the end that God is like, oh, okay, well, yeah, come on in. You did whatever you wanted to, but yeah. or we must realize really that our lives are, uh, were bought with a price. And so we, we gladly obey you know, our God and our savior and, and our Lord, we gladly walk the life that he wants to of self-sacrifice and be willing to, to go into a world and tell others about him, you know, yeah. that brings us to Jonah is that basically God was saying to Jonah, Hey, there's this group of people that, uh, I want them to know that they need to repent. Uh, otherwise I'm, you know, there's going to be punishment going on them. And so I want, I want you to go in to preach this message that they can repent of their sins. Well, Jonah's like, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want them to repent. I don't like them. Um, I want your judgment to be cast upon them, you know? Yeah. yeah. If you look at the prophets, man, there's, it, it's crazy the audacity they have, you know, looking at Habakkuk, you know, just standing and says, hey, God, I'm going to stand here till you answer me. Well, the same similar thing with Jonah, except for he's like disobedient. And he's like, no, nah, uh, I'm not doing that. I'm going to get as far away from Nineveh as I possibly can. And yeah. literally he went, you know, as far away as possible. I mean, that's where he was headed. Tarshish is nowhere near Nineveh. Yeah, it's the exact it's, opposite direction. Exactly. And as far as, as far as away as you could possibly be in his day and age, you know. And so, um, you know. So Jonah didn't want to obey God because he didn't want God to be merciful to these people. You know, we, we see that later on in the, uh, in more, in a more particular fashion in chapter yeah. four. Um, so, you know, yeah, obeying God means uh, doing stuff, you know, that's contrary to what we think is best. Um, you know, it's, it's us relying on the wisdom of God to say, God, I don't know what you're doing in this, but I feel like you've called me to it. And so I'm going to, I had a similar situation in my own life. I didn't run from God, but uh, I, I had some people telling me, I, I, I love going on mission trips, but I like, you know, kind of one week, one week, nine days, you know, um, I did not feel like I was called to be a missionary on the field. Well, in my early twenties, when you're kind of searching life and trying to figure out what you're doing anyway, and I knew that God had a call in my life to go and to serve him to tell other people about him. Uh, and then people started telling me, Hey, you, you have a missionary's heart. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd be a great missionary. You know, you're, you're adaptable. You don't, you know, um, you, you don't mind going to places no one else would want to go. You know, I, I found excitement in that. I remember we were going to uh, Honduras and uh, they were telling us about these uh, vipers that lived in the Honduran woods that we went to that like can strike you at six feet. Like, and you never, like you think they just bit you once, but they bit you four times and you pretty much are dead on the, on arrival to the hospital. You know, you're just, and wow. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Let me go. And they're like, <laughs> Oh, and the, the place you're going is overrun with banditos right now. They're stealing people's stuff. And I'm like, all right, man, banditos need the Lord. You know, I'm a young 20 year old man. I don't have a family. I don't, you know, I don't, 
yeah. I'm like, yeah, let me go for the Lord, man. I love it. So I think people thought that because I had that attitude and whatever, I had, like, I started having people saying, Hey, have you ever thought about being a missionary? I think God is telling me to tell you that you need to be a missionary. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, God didn't tell me that. So <laughs> no, because I didn't right. want to, you know, I, and so like I wrestled with it for a lot, uh, for a long time, but I finally came to this moment where I just couldn't get, I couldn't get the weight of that. Should I do this? I mean, God's called me to mm-hmm. serve him. Is that God, is that what you want? And, and I can never get an answer. Uh, you know, and I prayed and prayed and prayed and said, God, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Do you, I think you want me to be a pastor, but maybe these people telling me this really does mean that I'm supposed to be a missionary. And it terrified me. It was scared me uh, because yeah. I, I couldn't imagine the thought of living in a third, you know, in a third world country or another a country that was just hard for me to do with. I'm, I'm grateful people have that calling on their life. I was right. just trying to wrestle with all that. And I enjoy, I did enjoy going those places but I always enjoyed coming back home as well. And so I'd wrestle with it, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. And then finally I just said, God, I will do whatever you've called me to. I, and basically yeah. what I was trying to say and convey was, God, I, I really do love you. I really am thankful for what you've done for me. And if that's what you want me to do, I will do it. And it was crazy because in this moment, it was just this, burden lifted off of me and god says i just wanted you to be willing yeah and i think that's the thing here is that god there's sometimes in our lives well really anything god just wants us to be willing to do whatever he's called us to do uh and he may call us to those things and i mean i i literally meant it like god if that's really what you want that's what i'll do um and and so um you know i think it's important for us to think about and know and that's what we see here in Jonah's life is that you know he didn't really want to do what God wanted to do so he just ran from it completely yeah well and I think too so the book of Jonah is not the only place you see Jonah mentioned in the Old Testament he's also in the uh he's in the history books there and and so Jonah had a reputation of being a prophet who did deliver messages for the Lord um and it's almost like I think I think sometimes that we can get um, we get, we get too big for our own britches kind of thing. Yeah. And we think, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do what God wants me to do. Cause you know, I've kind of made a name for myself and yeah. blah, 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 whatever. And, and then God says, okay, uh, big boy, <laughs> um, why don't I need you to go do this? And then Jonah is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. But that, that, that is not what I signed up for God. Um, because the Ninevites were, they were not nice people. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, and um, and so Jonah runs in the exact opposite direction. But um, I think for just a few minutes, I'd like for us to talk about um, <coughs> because we'll, we'll get more into the the details of what Jonah does uh, in the weeks ahead. But um, let's just talk about the consequences of disobedience for us as followers of Christ and. Um, I, I think that you, you, you get an, a picture of it here that oftentimes when the consequences of our disobedience hit, uh, sort of the immediate response usually is we get very frantic. Um, and I think you see that in like, uh, in the fact that the, these, um, sailors are, they're throwing their livelihood into the sea, um, because they obviously had cargo they're supposed to go deliver to the opposite end of the Mediterranean Sea from Israel. And, um, 
but but they're throwing it into the sea and saying that this is so bad that it doesn't matter anymore. Um, and so our our disobedience doesn't just affect us. Um, now I don't, I'm not giving these sailors a pass because they were pagans; they didn't follow God, but they are dealing with the consequences of specifically Jonah's sin of disobedience. Um, and so talk for just a minute about um, how how we typically respond to the fact that there are consequences for our disobedience. Yeah, and I mean, and think about the audacity of Jonah. You know, everybody, like everybody else up front, up top is like freaking out yeah. and like throwing away, you know, their goods and, 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 and everything. And he like goes down and stretches out and goes to sleep, you know. He's taking a nap, man. He's audacious, man. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's like he don't even he doesn't even care. And I think it's kind of comical. The comedy of it is that here's this prophet of God. He's run from God. People are dealing with the consequences of his disobedience, but he just doesn't care, man. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the consequences of disobedience. Um, you know, I think that um, we see it clearly here. You know, a storm came up. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, I think probably what you see in our day and age is not as clear sometimes. And maybe it's um, years later that you see the consequences mm. and how they, how they, um, um, you know, how they um, affect us and affect others around us. Yeah. Um, but I mean, regardless, we know that there are consequences for sin, um, for disobedience, um that's just i mean it's like you know we teach that lesson to our kids every day you know like well right you can't do that because there are consequences or i have to do this now to punish you because you chose to do that yeah you chose to do that this is your choice not mine and then also um you know if i don't help you understand that then you'll never you'll never learn you'll never stop you know and so right. I think that's the hardest part of being a parent is determining what is the most effective way to help my child understand this is not okay. And you have to do it. Well, God does the same thing for us. You know, mm -hmm. uh, he says he chastised those that he loves. He corrects us uh, because he wants us to be obedient. He wants us to live in a way that's best for us and best for others around us. Um, I think another consequence of, of, Jonah's particular disobedience is that more people weren't going to know of the compassion and kindness yeah. of of God. You know, I mean, he was yeah. willing just to push these people aside and say, "Man, you know, you deserve God's wrath." Uh, you know that I don't understand that. Um, yeah, and I think you know, uh, you know, the fact that God, that God was patient with him. And, you know, and, you know, was never like, you know, hey, you know, you're, you know, he, he, he um, lovingly, um, systematically brought him back to understand kind of, you know, what uh, he should be doing. Um, yeah. You know, but anyway, you know, another thing I think in all this is that the consequence of disobedience, you know, Thankfully, Christ has taken those consequences, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I think it's a little bit different than Jonah's day. 
but uh, you know, I think it's important for us to see that um, part of our obedience, the reason we're here is to tell others about this compassionate Lord, you know, particularly for us, uh, a savior who is risen, who, who wants people to follow him and know him and have life abundant with him. So those, yeah, just some of my off the cuff kind of thoughts on that. Yeah, sure. I, I think too, that you, we see here, this ties back to your, your sermon from last Sunday about how uh, the mercy of Jesus compelled Peter uh, to do certain things. Well, you, you see that mercy of God on display here in a couple of different ways that, number one, that, that he wants to show mercy to the Ninevites, um, that these people who were bad people in, in the world, and yet God wants to show them mercy. But then also you see mercy in the fact that God doesn't just like, not that God does this, but we have this picture in our mind of like throwing a lightning bolt down and just striking Jonah dead of like, how dare you not do what I ask you to do? Um, he's very firm, but he's not irate. And, um, and I, I love to, this sort of draws back to the point that you said a while ago, where with our kids, we say, okay, well, you, you chose to disobey. And so now this is the consequence. And I think that we see that in God's response to Jonah here too, is, oh, okay, I asked you to do this, but now you're choosing to disobey. And so I am going to send this consequence and it affects other people. Um, but I think you see God's mercy in that, in that it's, it's, um, in that he's not irate at Jonah's disobedience, uh, but rather he's, he's merciful, uh, in his response. You know, I love in, in verse six, the captain and the sailors, like, they're like, Hey dude, why are you asleep? And they're like, Hey, get up and call your God. Maybe he will consider us. And I think another way to say is maybe he'll be merciful to us and we won't perish. They yeah. recognize God's mercy, you know, mm-hmm. without a prophet there to describe it, you know. So it's like God is still going to bring about his desired results, even if we don't, you know, even when we are obedient or disobedient, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Uh, he's going to bring that about in one way or the other. And so, you know, I think that's fascinating to look at that. You know, even these sailors knew that more than really. I don't, I think Jonah knew it. He just didn't care, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, you know, and obviously we're, we don't have a moment by moment account of what Jonah went through here, but it's crazy to me to think about how quickly Jonah gets to the point that he's at uh, when we, when we find him here in verse six, because, um, you know, he was, he was a prophet who was, was known in Israel as somebody who, who proclaimed the word of the Lord to the, to the nation. And yet it seems like in a matter of just like that, he goes from being the prophet who obeys God to, yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, and also I'm okay with not doing that. I'm gonna go take a nap, you know? (laughs) Um, and, and I think it's, a it's both a warning and, and an encouragement for us that, um, let's not, let's not think that we're above, um, finding ourselves in a similar position to Jonah where um, we we've made decisions to, to be disobedient um, on the path that, that God has called us to. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think that um, for this week, <coughs> excuse me, um, I don't have the Rona, uh, but um, 
I think that for this week, um, we should um, we, we get into a lot more detail uh, in the weeks ahead of, of of where Jonah is and what God does to to call him back. But um, do you have any final thoughts to add for this week, Derek? Before we finish up? No, I mean, not not in particular. Just that you know, I'm excited to jump into this. Um, yeah, I'm excited to look at this um, very interesting um, book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and just seek what God is trying to tell us and and, and help us um, to understand the point of the importance of obedience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'd like to challenge uh, our listeners to read the book of Jonah. You you could read the entire book in like ten minutes. I mean, it's really short. Yeah. Um, yeah, but really. I would I would encourage people to read through it um, because I think there's a lot to learn here. There's more. There's so much more to Jonah than a fish, uh, yeah. which I think is what it's it's um, reduced down to. Unfortunately, for a lot of times, it's this kid's story where there's a man living in a whale like Pinocchio did. But um, that's not what happened. First off, but secondly, there's so much more to this book than yeah. that. Uh, and so I don't. I would encourage people to read it. Um, and we'd also. I'd also encourage you um, something a little bit different this week, but. I would encourage you um, to let us know your thoughts at, after you read through the book of Jonah. What 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 sort of jumps out at you? Um, what do you see there? What does God sort of pique your interest about as you read through it? Uh, but I would encourage you to do that. And then I would encourage you to let us know, to email us at the path at lafayettefirst.life. Uh, and just let us know what, what God's showing you uh, as you read his word. Um, but until next time, I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we appreciate you listening to the Path Podcast, and we will see you next time.